0: Rachel? Yes, Andy? Sam? Yes, Andy? What's the best thing you ever saw? Uh,
1: a special thanks to Dylan Stratton for that lovely theme song you just heard, and Leah Saradarian for our little uh, thumbnail art. Um, let's start the show.
2: Let's do it.
0: What's hearing that, Dylan everywhere <laughs> and seeing Dylan everywhere.
2: Every movie we we're see. Just gonna,
0: we're just going to leave that unexplained.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Sam actually does see Dylan everywhere.
1: I do. Does he lives
2: with Dylan. Andy just wishes he saw Dylan everywhere.
0: Jan almost everywhere. <laughs> oh,
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about our month's theme, which is Pixar movies. And we always start with our genre journey. So Sam, as sort of the most, I would say, prototypical Pixar child, why don't you start us off?
1: So I feel like I am, if not the exact age that Pixar was like envisioning, Based on the kind of, especially Toy Story, the kind of development of Toy Story, I may be one year younger. Because um, Toy Story came out in '95. And I was two years old. And Andy was probably like three or four or four or five. I don't know. I was seven. Um, thank you very much. Seven. Uh, no, no, no. Andy, the character. Sorry. <laughs> I and
2: I actually didn't get that I thought you just forgot how old Andy was <laughs> No
1: The character in Toy Story But kind of as it develops For instance, Toy Story 3 came, came out when I was A junior Or basically a junior in high school I think And it was about someone going off to college So like I grew up When Pixar was kind of at its peak And was seeing these movies Kind of at the perfect time um, in terms of like I feel like I probably saw Bugs Life in theaters I don't remember seeing Toy Story in theaters because I was two years old but I do remember seeing Bugs Life I certainly remember a lot of the um, opening shorts I think Bugs Life the opening short was the chess game where the yes. old man played in the park against himself
2: Jerry's game
1: Gerald's Jerry's game, game um yeah i mean this is and i don't know because of that or because of their actual merit pixar has always been the kind of gold standard for animated movies which i think is generally considered to be to be true um and i continued to see them in theaters even when i was technically not the not a child although probably still the target audience Um, I think I've seen every single one except the good dinosaur you've seen cars not oh I guess I haven't seen cars 3 I haven't seen all the cars movies I think I've seen cars 1, 2 and not planes (laughs) those I don't consider to be part of the canon Um, cars 1 is part of the canon but Two, three planes, whatever the fuck. Not canon. Uh, yeah, they were kind of. They still work on me. I don't know. They. They feel like they have attention to detail that other movies, animated movies, don't, and kind of. Also, well, we'll get into this later, and what we'll kind of the themes I think are generally used in Pixar movies? What are what was other people's genre journeys?
2: Mine's pretty similar to Sam. Um, Andy and I talk about this a lot. That I had sort of like a very delayed, like seeing movies in theaters thing because. I had one very bad reaction to it once when my parents took me without Sam. I like cried during a preview and then I just sort of had to wait until Sam could see movies in theaters. So I'm pretty sure Toy Story one is the first movie I saw all the way through in theaters. And I was five. Um, So that's, I think important. Uh, And yeah, I agree. I think that also in my genre journey, two sort of very key there's was, like, a moment that I could have dropped off with Pixar, and I probably almost did, but I think two key movies came out at important times, and those were Up and WALL-E. WALL-E came out my sophomore year of high school, and I loved it. I think I saw it, like, three times. I thought it was so good, and Up was sort of similar-ish. When did Up come out again, Andy? Oh, nine. Yeah, so Up came out, you know, two years after that, um, and... I saw it and I loved it and it just like struck a sort of I didn't feel like I was watching a kid movie when I was watching it so I think that like had those two movies not come out and felt as sort of sophisticated as they did um and I don't mean objectively they were but at the time my like 19 year old self was like well these are they're really cat's pajamas I probably would have trailed off from Pixar a little bit more but yeah like Sam I've sort of kept at it um mostly i didn't see the car i think that there's just like certain pixar movies that i didn't see because they registered as for littler kids like the cars movies um i didn't see brave until a couple years ago for the first time um and there's obviously a lot of clunkers in there like that's something that we don't really talk about is that like I've seen some pretty bad Pixar movies. Uh Find- Finding Dory is not a great movie, but we uh
1: although I like we keep like, at it. Having seen I've also seen like Shrek Four. Oh, I think I didn't know there was Finding- a Shrek Four. There's like Shrek, <laughs> there's seven Shreks. I think not there's oh, I think God. there Dreamworks are Dreamworks is always
2: four. catching in. D- Dreamworks are the biggest money horse. I'm sorry. Finding
1: Dory is significantly better than all Shreks past two. Shrek 2 yeah. is a lovely movie. But anyway. Oh yeah.
2: Shrek 2 is a great movie. Great movie. Shrek 2 is maybe the actual Toy Story 2. You know, like everyone says like Toy Story 2 is like such a the triumphant best sequel. sequel. But it might actually be Shrek 2. That's my original sister. Not that
1: I are you saying that you don't like Toy Story 2 or is just relatively speaking?
2: I'm just saying, well we'll talk about it later. We'll I, about I, it. I we'll talk Toy about Story it. Toy Story
1: 3 is the best Toy Story 2.
2: Yeah, that's 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 a, that's what we ended up coming up with.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I love Toy Story two when it came out, but I think that was partially because of it was like I was seven years old. Um,
2: and I, also, both of our parents liked it, and I think that movies, especially that our dad liked, had really yeah. rubbed off on us. And like yeah.
1: and that song, the like, the Jesse song is like a song I can't.
2: I can't with that song.
1: What do you mean? It's too. It's
2: it's, I mean, not just because of the series. It's too but it's soft. Out, it sounds like it should be like part of a, is it ASCPA? Like, you know, like a puppy commercial. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So I saw that in 99. Saw what? Toy Story 2? Toy, Toy Story 2 when it came out. And, and Rachel and I did a rewatch, I think, like three, four years ago.
2: Five and- years ago.
0: That was the first time you'd seen it since. But I still could have. Any time in between, I could have almost sung you that song by heart. Uh, yeah. It's just so <laughs> affecting. I think it is very effective. <laughs>
1: and just the animation—it's like it's like a music video except animated.
0: Like, um, I think just—I think Spike Jones did it. <laughs> Rachel, did you? Is
1: did you have more of your genre journey, or do you?
2: I, I mean, there's really not much else to say. I mean, I still am at the point where I would see pretty much anyone that came out.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I was really looking forward to Soul. Sure. And it's a bummer that we are not going to be able to see it. Although, hopefully, um, there's, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I I I have some hopes that they might just release it on. Especially did- since they had so they had such good luck with Onward.
1: Onward yeah. did Onward come out in theaters or not at all? It did. It came out the first that's, week of March. That's what I thought. So it had like a week or two of theaters, right? Yeah. Okay. Andy, your genre journey? My ZJ. Ew. <laughs> <What? laughs>
2: your <Why?
0: laughs> ZJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, I consider myself something of an early adopter of uh of the art form (laughs) that 94 (laughs) that 94 95 period was quite a time to uh to be alive in the movie house i uh got to witness history uh the seeing seeing the lion king as it came out and that was like my most momentous uh theater experience to date and then year and a half later i actually saw toy story at the Am- the Disney World AMC which may or may not exist anymore and it was it was either the night it came out or it, within a few days of it coming out and the, the theater was packed and you could just you know, there was just this sense in the in the in the building that something so special and never seen before was was going on and it was just one of the most um Frenetic incredible movie viewing experiences um, that I've ever had Um, And you know, it's interesting. It's probably not coincidental that these kind of started ticking up as Disney animation was was kind of ticking down Um, I saw most of these, Mm -hmm. you know, right when they came out up through Um, you know, it's interesting. I haven't seen doing the numbers on this a few weeks ago. The last time I saw one of these in the theater was 2004. Um, I've seen all of the sequels, the recent sequels in theaters since like the mid teens, but the, I I didn't see, um, well, obviously so many of these until, uh, you know, they had a DVD release. So Ratatouille, Wally up Toy Story three, brave monsters, you Coco and onward. I saw all of those, um, at home, which is so weird to think about that. It's been not 16 years since I've seen a Pixar movie in theaters, but 16 years since I've seen a good Pixar movie in theaters, um, which is interesting, but, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good ride. I remember seeing cause it was really, I feel like if you sat 10 people down, for for a conversation like this. Each person would say, you know, and then, you know, we thought it was gonna fizzle out and then this one came out and it was awesome. And then this one came out and it was even better. And, you know, that was really reaching a fever pitch after the Incredibles. And I remember being first in line, having to be first in line for Cars in 2006, uh, especially since that was such peak Owen Wilson time and sitting about halfway through where, I, I haven't seen Cars since that time back in 06, but there's almost like a, when somebody loved me type moment in the middle. And I remember just thinking, huh, okay, yeah. So these can suck or not be super <laughs> great. <laughs> um, and maybe that yeah, was- Car-
1: There's certain, there certain that feels p- DreamWorks-y. Yeah. Uh, huh. And Cars is one of them. I don't think Cars, Cars is still better than a lot of other animated movies, but it's not great, which is why it's not on the list.
0: And that's probably why, or at least in part, why I didn't see them in theaters anymore. I was also in college Dated. once the rest of these came out. Um, I didn't see Wally until preparing for this episode, which is pretty nuts. Um, there yeah. Neither had my roommate Alex. Oh, wow.
1: I don't think. I think he enjoyed it. It's a very good movie. Anyway. That is my jiji. Defining terms. Uh, this will be a long one.
2: This is going to be really easy. <laughs> so we, our pool was full movies. We did not include shorts. Put out by the Pixar studio.
0: But what does Pixar mean? Planes.
2: Yeah, yeah, put out theatrically in Pixar by the Pixar studio, whether that was when Pixar was affiliated with Disney or not. Cool. Easy. This is the easiest one ever, which is kind of partly why it went drove us to this. Do you want an, do you want an
1: intro for this, Sandy, or do you just want to go straight into it? You talking to me? <laughs>
0: You duck- just oh no, it's, five it's, just, it's, sorry, it's just... Oh no, I was just... just five Good
1: thing I cut you off there.
0: Um, no. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> I'll have to go to the bathroom uh, at some point. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's also a relatively easy list to create. It's much more specific and um, like... Well defined pool we
0: were choosing from. Um, I think for a lot uh, of butt heads, there's one glaring omission. Yeah. Yeah, and it
1: was Inside Out. Inside Out. Why we didn't pick that? I think we both see, like all said. Movie. No, it would not be really in consideration. I liked it, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. And I think that was probably basically just true for everyone, and therefore, why rewatch it?
2: Inside <laughs> Out is a bad, unaccredited, inspirational coat on a Joanna Gaines style driftwood board put up in your living room of a movie.
0: Wow, I think you just dumped the <laughs> <done>. <laughs> That was a big stu- That was a big stupid pills movie for me. I just I couldn't. I, you know I didn't hate it. Felt a lot like I felt after seeing Cars, but I just, I could not begin to wrap my head around how how much love it got and how people were just mad for it.
2: I think people of a certain generation who grew up with a lot of like just emotionally repressive language and things like that and just very insensitive media liked it because it was just such a sort of miracle to them that kids were seeing a movie with such a sensitive attitude towards the mind and children in general i think that that like touched a chord with people of a generation a little older than us maybe but that is, is pr- the that is the only reason I think that the people liked.
1: It. I think it is a pretty interesting and well done depiction of kind of what it feels like to be depressed. Just because, like, they're like the the visual representation of like parts of your brain and the things you got joy from just not being not working anymore. I think it is like it's kind of like. An interesting like PSA turned into a movie almost, um, and an interesting visual reputation. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I like the idea of it. It's just, I just didn't. It's just not like an interesting movie. Movie, yeah. Other than that, oh. No cards. Should, should, should I should I read out the uh, the list?
2: Yes,
0: please. Yes. It has um, been justified.
1: It has been justified, but I'll read it out anyway. Uh, Toy Story 1995, A Bug's Life 1998, Toy Story 2 1999, Monsters Inc 2001, Finding Nemo 2003, Incredibles 2004, Ratatouille 2007, Wall-E 2008, Up 2009 toy story 3 2010 brave 2012 monsters university 2014 coco 2017 and onward 2020 in terms of well no we'll get to it later um that was justify my list and uh I think so it, I think he he poked his head in for a second a little while ago. We
2: have a special guest. Oh, I'm star sorry, to... but I think
0: my uh, my cousin's gonna come in and bug us again. <laughs> Andrew Stat Clay, also named Andrew, <laughs> different last names though. Andrew Stat Clay. Oh, oh, here he is. Here he oh. is. It's me, the Stat Man. <laughs> hey. Hickory dickory duck. All right, so we got 14 movies. <laughs> 14 movies. It's a real murderer's row of uh. I'm crying. best animated feature winners. So best animated feature is established in 2000, at the 2002 Academy Awards honoring 2001 films. So, Monsters Inc. nominated doesn't win. We were talking about Shrek. Well, Shrek 2 earlier. Shrek is the first. That was a fucking phenomenon. Is, a, is the first best animated feature winner. But then after Monsters in 01, every Pixar movie on our list that could have been nominated was not only nominated but won Best Animated Feature, except Monsters University, which wasn't wow. even nominated. Movies That's wild. nominated. It's movies so funny, not guys. named Monsters University from 2013 that were nominated for Best Animated Feature. The Croods? Anybody <laughs> seen a, The Croods?
1: That's a good movie. Not Monsters University, but it's a good movie.
0: Despicable Me 2? Not seen it. Anybody seen Despicable Me 2? Yeah, so not even nominated. Actually, I think I
1: have.
2: I haven't seen the first one.
1: Wait, those are two. What were the other movies?
0: One was the F- uh, Belgian... Which kind of lit like the anim- uh, with animation kind of like triplets of Belleville? And <laughs> then
2: the first Frozen,
0: right? And Frozen, yeah. Frozen was nominated and won, of course. Uh, um, yeah. So insane. Unlike uh, unlike last episode, lots of Oscar nominations and wins flying. So Toy Story Toy Story proper, obviously comes out years before Best Animated Feature exists, but they did award the film a so-called special achievement so toy story won an oscar for for quote special achievement Uh, most nominations go to wally wally got six nominations animated feature score song sound editing sound mixing and original screenplay lots of originals more more often than not these movies get original screenplay or i guess adapted screenplay if you're toy story 3 uh nominations, which I thought was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, we learned that if you're a sequel, you get adapted.
0: Yeah. What the
1: fuck? I know. Yeah. is this so, adapted from existing IP.
0: Yeah.
2: Even if you, even if the same writers created the existing IP.
0: That's weird. Yeah. So Wally, Wally's the most nominated film with six nominations.
1: Did Toy Story three get nominated for Best Picture?
0: Up and Toy Story three got nominated for Best Picture, which. There's a big history with WALL-E how a lot of people sort of assumed or wanted, expected WALL-E to be nominated for Best Picture, but there was some hard feelings and bad blood that they thought it was just sort of intentionally relegated to just Best Animated Feature. And then the not that Up and Toy Story 3 are unworthy, but the sort of grand overcorrection a year and two years later was to very overtly nominate up and toy story 3 for best picture
2: oh didn't wally also come out pre tons of nominations
0: yeah pre-expansion. up was the first year yeah up was, yeah, yeah cuz wally two like two famous best picture snubs in the same year a lot of people expected the dark knight and wally to to be nominated and very similar tri- films. A, a tribute a tribute the dark knight and wally to not being nominated to the expansion of that's interesting because I that always
2: category. heard it as just, just the Dark Knight. Yeah. So I like this sort of revisionist history of like Wally also being a reason. Well,
0: I think Pushing most boundaries. people, I mean, the conversation might more specifically be that Dark Knight leads to the expansion, Wally leads to Up and Toy Story 3 being nominated for Best Picture. Um, Toy Story 3, the first movie sequel, or the first animated sequel nominated for Best Picture um what else we got here so there's always nominations flying they never win that much usually you just you take home best animated feature up coco and the incredibles won two oscars each the rest if they were ever nominated won no more than one oscar coco um, and best song yeah yes, original song that Disp- was a
2: good performance if i remember correctly that was a fun one to watch who, in the
0: who, who did that one I can't quite remember cuz they I always can just, do that I thing with like, the performers aren't the people who
1: but I do remember what's his name the lead the uh, person who plays Hector being who's very Diego good Lund. Uh, Diego no no um he's from the guy from uh Mozart in the jungle
0: Gabrielle something oh yeah Anyway, I think it was Despite all the screenplay nominations, none of them actually have ever won a screenplay award. A um, couple AFI entries, Toy Story um, is, is not on the first 100 Years 100 Movies list. Uh, but when Gael they, Garcia. Yeah. When Fair they not. revised it um, in 07, Toy Story is 99 on the uh, 100, AFI 100 Movies list. Um, apparently Nemo was in the conversation to be on the 100 movies list at the revision but obviously it's not AFI also loves their 10 top 10 (laughs) there's a 10 top 10 animation category Toy Story 6 Nemo is 10 that is about it Toy Story 6? The first
1: Pixar is six?
0: On top 10 animation?
1: Yeah. A lot of Disney. Disney, Disney on the front?
0: It's almost all Disney. I think Shrek is on it. Um, I what is like Lion King first? Like
1: What's first, do you think?
0: Bambi is second. Snow White might be first. Jesus Christ. AFI is nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I am looking it up. Yeah, Snow White is first. What? Snow White, uh, Snow White, Pinocchio, Bambi, The Lion King, Fantasia, Toy Story, Beauty and the Beast, Shrek, Cinderella, Finding Nemo. See,
1: I bet that's just because so many of the AFI voters like that's. It's like it's very skewed, and I admit this is true for right, me as yeah. well. Probably it's very skewed to what you watched as a kid. Yeah. Like, in fact, like kids' movies are some of the hardest movies to separate what is good and bad because you watch them before you have any sense and you create memories with them without before you have really any critical thinking. We ran into this a little bit in every category, but anyway.
0: We got some new initiates. Welcome to the BTEU. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, you're in 16 Candles, Say Anything, and Toy Story 2 and 3. Annie Potts, uh, Pretty in Pink, and then Toy Story and Toy Story 2. A lot of Toy Story people. Wallace Shawn and Clueless, and then the Toy Stories and the Incredibles. Uh, and then finally, and Janney is in 10 Things I Hate About You and Finding Nemo. Mm. Smaller She's a class. starfish. Smaller class. I thought it would have been bigger, given how Pixar Wide range. Well, I think it's
1: more, it's, well, I guess there's a lot of, well. Cool.
2: Yeah, given both the propensity of like people who are teen stars to become voice actors later in their career, like that's a very common thing, like, you know, and then also the wide range of people in the Pixar universe. I thought it was.
1: Actually, fun. the Pixar universe has a much smaller range than other animated studios like it's they're usually pulling from the same people a lot and in fact this is something i noticed from onward they generally don't pick just like the most famous person at that point onward they did and i don't think it was a great choice it really wasn't like for the most part it's like just good people like they have like um who is mad like madeline Kahn as a voice in bugs life and that's like not the most famous person in 1998 you know
2: yeah i do know yeah there's they do pick just very good voices i agree
1: um are we good andrew stat clay
0: yep that's my gg
1: um (laughs) cool
0: on so, categories.
2: Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm really excited to talk about these movies with you guys. I feel really good about everything.
1: <laughs> so, first is best world building. Which is a great category, I think, and great to have this be the first category for Pixar, because I think that's like maybe what they do best. Yes. Um, I agree. Both in creating completely new worlds or future worlds, but also taking something a part of our world that we don't think about and making that its own world. Um,
2: and he's laughing because you did a part of our.
0: Oh no no! I'm thinking world. about pitch me.
2: Oh no no no! Oh, I thought you were doing like a little little mermaid laugh. But.
0: Um, don't tell me what I feel. So uh, don't worry. I I, I rely on I I rely on Pixar for
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what did everyone have?
2: This is such a. This was so hard because
1: terribly hard.
2: There's some movies, to be that I think are easily a no go. Like I think there are some movies that do lack this, but there's a lot that are in the top tier, in my opinion. Yeah. But ultimately, I said Finding Nemo.
1: Mm, that yeah,
2: and it's I'll tell so you why. To say no. I'll tell you why because it's very there's multiple worlds that are like very well thought out. Um, so it, 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 I love the fish tank stuff. That's the fish tank stuff is really good. The like fish tank psych, like fish psychology. They do that. They do like the reef sort of psych the psychology of all those reef fishes very well. Um, they, and like, I like how much the world building drives the plot. Um, like the Sharks Anonymous meeting is really good that way. Um, the, the fish tank obviously like very much drives the plot, uh, where it's not just like a side thing and then there's a separate plot, but it is like the entire movie um I think the weakest the, well the thing that like put me off the most was like what's her name? Like the 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 very few humans in that movie I think are very lame and like thinly drawn and poorly drawn. The
1: what's daughter. the name
2: the daughter who's like, like evil because she has headgear? Like it's very unclear. Like mm-hmm. like like there's Darla. no Darla, like, that's kind of, I mean, she's a shaker, obviously, and that's that's funny. Um,
1: I think like, it's more to point to, like, not, I guess headgear is kind of an odd choice, but it's, like, kind of in their world, and this is true kind of for, for them catching fish off the reef, like, something that seems kind of not that important to us, like, someone who's just kind of rough on a fish in a bag is, like, cataclysmic for them.
2: Yeah, but I just don't like the whole, like, yeah, and she has headgear, so therefore yeah. she's evil. Um That's, I think, pretty... Silly. Well, I think it is
1: through the dentist. Like, that's why she's there all the time.
2: Yes, that's also a good point. But she's his niece, so, like, she also... Whatever. Yeah. I I... I... I and, um, the... The EAC? The EAC is so... Good. That little baby turtle is so underrated. We we should have had a had a just like cutest. Cutest. Yeah. Um. Just like sheer, like you know, giant eyes, cute little face, like all that stuff. Like that little baby turtle is such a contender for cutest. Um. There's a lot that I don't love about that movie, but I think the world building is the strongest. And then I had um, onward. as a little honorable mention so I don't. For me, it's not going to come up again. But I thought the world building mm-hmm. and onward was pretty good.
1: See, I guess what I don't and onward, and this is part of the reason why it kind of felt a little more like a DreamWorks and or a non-Pixar, just because like. The idea of having our world that's like twist a little bit is less interesting to me than a lot of the other world building that Pixar does, where you're actually seeing like a hidden world or um, kind of a newly imagined world. Um, so I guess on it just doesn't feel as quite as impressive because it's not as novel.
0: Um, I see that. I like to build my world by having Chris Pratt shout it at me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so annoying in that movie. He's so
2: (laughs) annoying. I mean, he's
1: supposed to be annoying, but not that annoying.
0: Oh, yeah. He's really hard. (laughs) It's It's a tough sit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you got to go. Go ahead.
0: If you got to go, you got to go. Uh for this I this was not as hard for me as it sounds like it was for Rachel. Um Rags. I mean with <laughs> with thinking about some of the other you know thinking about the ones that I didn't choose, I mean Toy Story, it's just the kids toys who are alive. Bugs is just Bugs. Um Incredibles is a superhero thing. Um so I went with uh the monsters universe because it's pretty damn original, right? The whole like door factory aesthetic is very cool to me and inventive and um yeah, I mean, like who? I mean, I, I can't think of an idea more original in in all of these movies than an ingenious. Yeah, um, just like the scream thing is yeah. just, yeah, yeah. Gotta, I would say
2: that I agree in a lot of ways, but I think that I think that once you get the second one, it's better. But the first one is a little thin in that it doesn't necessarily it, everything is a revolved around this factory. You, it's not. It's it's a workplace. Like it's like you don't really get a See, sense of how the world works. I almost have it. a
1: reverse feeling. I like it when it yeah. feels a little less like our world, and when you put Monsters University and they're just really like doing a spoof almost of our world. It's a little less interesting to me as a world than when it's like very different. And we're just getting us. We're getting a picture of what is most different based on how they get their energy. I guess we still get the restaurant we still get them walking around in the street I get that there's not like Harryhausen's here Harry, yeah exactly Harry Um and I does not that I disliked Monsters University but I I don't think of it as a world-building movie in the same way obviously it's a world that already exists but I don't think it's adding that much to that world Um.
2: Also, a little monster's criticism. Do we learn why there's the lie that the kids are toxic? Is it ignorance or is it like a cover-up?
1: I don't think we do. I think it might be like, well, I don't know. I don't think we do ever learn.
2: That's like a little criticism I have for the Monsters world building. That's like otherwise I love it but it just feels like that's like a little I guess I like it when the world building feels really tight like every like even if it's not hugely original at least it's like every end is tied and I feel like Monsters is a very like big and cool idea but it's not as tied as neatly.
1: Yeah. I kind of like I like the world world building of a toy story or a bug's life because I love the kind of change in perspective you get, especially from a bug's life. You, like this you get seeing things from a new perspective, like what a, what, a, what like a can on the ground can mean to a bug. I think it's such like an intro, like that's like a, that's like a club. Like that's a party place. I like that kind of idea. I also, I mean, Coco, the land of the dead and specifically the connection, but to memory. I don't know if that's, I think that's kind of part of the world building.
0: Um, That'd be like also such a runner up for me.
1: Ingenious, such an ingenious way to construct the whole thing, especially as it relates to kind of actual culture and heritage. Um, and especially as someone who's kind of interested in how memory works in, in, in many different ways. Um, I think that's such an amazing idea. Um, but ultimately especially because of how, the story revolves around like Odyssey-like in Finding Nemo. It's based around you getting to visit many different parts of that world. I think Finding Nemo is also my favorite in terms of world building.
2: Good choice. Yeah, I, I think the Coco world, except for like the depressing realization that like class structures still exist in the afterlife. <laughs> Which I think when I was talking to Andy, I was like, "This sucks." And the larger one,
1: the family, the better.
2: That there's a one percent in the land of the dead. <laughs> well, no, it's being famous. That's like it's the being thing. famous. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're famous, then you like people will put you on the ofrenda no matter what. Um,
1: famous for good things.
2: Famous for good things. Uh, yeah. Anyway.
1: Best lead character.
2: To me, this was not a difficult one. (laughs) It's Wally, guys. It's Wally.
0: He's on the Mount Rushmore.
2: He's for sure on the Mount Rush. Well, we can't. (laughs) He's on the better Mount Rushmore since Mount Rushmore is canceled. (laughs) Um, so it's just you can't for the look of him it's he's so good for someone who like says very little he like always does the right thing like he's so good um and he is so inspiring and i love how the movie like actually like kind of tells on itself that he's so inspiring and at the end like all of the like people are, like, cheering for Wally, and they love Wally. Uh, And he's... I like that he's, like, considered not very sort of important, but he never seems to internalize that. Um, And he always just sort of, like, takes on the next challenge. Obviously, like, his relationship with Eva is so... Or Eve, I should say. Only he's allowed to call her Eva. uh, Is so adorable. Um I think that there's some weird sort of like career woman like undertones of the Eve thing. But um but his little how his collection it's it's not just cuteness. It's not just cuteness. It's it's like goodness and he's just an excellent driver of that narrative. Um because there's just such a genuine like curiosity about him um, and a, a yeah, like a, a curiosity and a goodness about him um, that is is very sweet. And that movie would be nothing without wally like it's i think he's the biggest um there's a stats term for this that i don't know but like the biggest impact like he's like the single sort of
1: yeah war
2: yeah he is the biggest war
1: which is something above replacement let me look it up
2: um yeah, and it's really hard to watch him get like just pummeled and, like time after time after time for the, like the last half hour of that movie.
1: Wins above replacement.
2: Wins above replacement. He has a big war.
1: So, yeah.
2: That's why I say Wally.
0: Andrew? You gotta be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> I will <laughs>
1: I will very rarely be asking for Andrew Dice stats, Clay.
0: Well speaking of Jewish comedians. Best lead character Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski.
1: Mike Wazowski. Mike
0: Wazowski. In which movie? Um it's like I guess I'll honor your question. I was thinking about it more holistically. Sure. <laughs> I would say probably... Probably still the, the original. Because that way you get... You and me, me and you. <laughs> you and I together. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I love the very minimalist sort of brains over brawn story in both of the movies, really. Um, where in the end, it's not about fear, it's about laughter and it's not about being like a big meathead. It's about being like a little lovable loser schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I love his, uh, relationship with, with Roz.
2: Oh yeah. The Roz stuff uh, is so yeah, great.
0: Yeah. Um, I have Get the lifetime- Roz origin story. Of lifetime, owned.
2: I I imagine that they've been together for like years, and they've just kept it hot. I like that so much.
0: <laughs> Disney World sells a great Mike Wazowski ceramic mug, which I've mm-hmm. owned two of in my lifetime and chipped them both. Um. So sad. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, from everything, from from personality to design, it's a lot to be said about uh, like a Wally design. Um. Yeah, just the minimalism of our little uh, Mr. Toad, Sammy Davis Jr. mashup. It's good stuff. I think an yeah. honorable mention is is Buzz Lightyear. It wasn't until several years later. Oh, my God. Later, so
2: good. I love oh, that you love that. Spanish
0: experience. Buzz Lightyear. By
1: far oh the best character. <laughs>
0: Ooh, um, I don't
2: know if I like Spanish Buzz Lightyear.
0: <laughs> if for nothing else, I love that he creates the excuse to do the the spanish you've got a friend in me at the end of of toy oh, story is three, which so is so good. good yeah um but anyway it wasn't I until like it wasn't until several years after watching toy story so many times that it finally that i finally realized that like oh, okay he's just doing um william shatner as james kirk um which read through that lens is like so enjoyable and, and so, and so funny. Like it's, and I, I've never seen, I've heard all of, I've heard a lot of criticism of, um, galaxy quest and how like galaxy quest is secretly like the best star Trek movie of all time. Um, so I don't have that as a frame of reference for like, basically again, Tim Allen being William Shatner being captain Kirk, but his Captain Kirk impression in Toy Story is just so hilarious and perfect. Um, And I really appreciate it for that. It's just so good.
1: It's also interesting that both Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 use the like, Toy Story 3 it's, or Toy Story 2 it's uh, a new toy version where he is factory setting. Right, yeah. And, And Toy Story 3 also uses that, but just like using the switch of, factory settings
2: yeah I always kind of resent that yeah that I think that like new Buzz like the Buzz that has learned is such an interesting and like good guy um, and so much better of a human than Woody is Yeah, and I always find it a little annoying that the movie can't just explore that like how good Buzz is and it always has to revert to like Hey, remember how funny it was when he was just, like, an ignoramus and thought that he was an astronaut? Ha, 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 ha. Because, his, because he never really identified as a toy, like Woody does, you know what I mean? Buzz then builds his identity around the community he's in, not, like, his toyness. And that's why he's, like, the most loyal one to the group always um and it's like because he did never he he did identify as a toy but like because that didn't like come as whatever to him because like in the end of the day he is still always just like a space captain but just like not in space
0: god i love buzz
2: i also am buzz he decided that buzz was my toy story spirit animal
0: yeah um shoot i forgot my pin
2: i know i'm I'm not wearing my
1: Speaking of which, I have to shout out my pen. I don't, I, Remy, as one of my favorite characters, I see your face, Rachel. I think he is a great lead in it in as a driving force for a movie. Very few of the other leads are kind of like making it all happen in the same way he is in terms of his story. Um, and I also kind of, I understand the romantic ways in which she views a lot of things, um, including food and
0: and Paris. Um, and kissing a woman by getting her to stop sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. Sure. Um, that's what he does. It's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I think, I mean, it's got to be Wally. Um,
0: yeah. My man.
2: I think Woody also should get like a slight.
0: Yeah, Laura. but huh. he has to do
1: the he has to do the annoying things so often in order to make the plot go. Like he's yeah. jealous, yeah. or he's just like not a likable lead character. He works well as a lead character.
2: I think it's just from a voice acting perspective. It's oh, like one so of the best good. performances yeah. ever. Like Tom Hanks is so consistent. He like has such the like he has just has such iconic line deliveries. Um,
1: I feel like. I noticed it most maybe because he is much feels more central because both sides of the plot revolve on him in Toy Story 2 I felt like I noticed his voice acting the most then
2: yeah mm. yeah his voice acting is so good yeah I think that the like I said I'm much more I think Buzz is like a better character like a better like if you're gonna be somebody you should be Buzz Um,
0: but and if you're gonna be Buzz be a good one Good best buds.
2: Oh. Um. But yeah, the performance of Woody is so good.
1: Sure. Sure, sure, sure.
2: Okay, best ensemble.
0: Keep the Toy Story train a moving. Toy Story Three. What a bench. What a deep-ass bench. bench. What a bench. (laughs) Yeah. um, It just keeps... It's surprising how they can keep adding to it and you don't get sick of it. Or it doesn't feel overplayed or anything like that. You know, they obviously they add to it with Jesse and and Kelsey Grammer Prospector (laughs) and Toy Story 2. But just getting more Barbie in 3 and obviously... um, michael keaton as ken in three and he's I'm a not great a huge...
1: voice actor michael keaton oh yeah i would totally. never think of that <laughs> as being michael keaton but it doesn't yeah. feel unnatural like i get it that it's michael keaton but it's not that's not i usually am pretty good at like oh that voice sounds familiar i know that but he does a really good job of kind of disguising some of the more gravelly parts of his voice
0: keep going yeah and I'm not. I was gonna say I'm not the biggest Christian Shawl fan, but she's so perfect in that part, and such a good match for Wallace Shawn as Rex. And they even sneak a sex and scene. They even sneak a sex scene into the movie, which know, is pretty good. I ridiculous. know. I know. And she's like,
2: whatever. He's just a dinosaur next
0: door. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, they're, they're Well, there's that, but there's there's that scene when they're like mashing the buttons, and it's like so clearly. A stand-in for sex they're trying oh to beat God. some video game yeah he like goes
1: rex... atop of him basically and yeah. oh reach around God. him.
0: because they established in two that rex is a is a big gamer and they're yeah they're they're like mashing the keyboard in three playing some computer game and Towards, it's, at the end yeah it's very um there's a big release and they both them, have cartoon cigarettes like, afterwards yeah. <laughs> but uh, and jeff garland is the unicorn right or is that a unicorn, or whatever that is like the stuffed it's a unicorn right at the at uh bonnie's house yeah um yeah
1: so much good stuff i gotta go with find finding nemo That's such a great oh, ensemble i really like uh albert brooks as the as marlon
2: it's a very What's good role name, for right? him.
1: It's yeah. a perfect role for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of the overprotective Jewish father, uh, um,
2: <laughs> who like hasn't dealt with his actual emotions from exactly. like grief, like exactly. it's,
0: it's Being murdered by a Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <So bad. laughs> but you well, have and like,
2: all of his children too, minus one.
0: But the real
1: ensemble is is in the
0: uh, oh, the fishing
1: in the fish tank uh with Willem defoe and allison janney and who else is in there oh i forget who Flo is it's also something freaking anyway yeah i just think that's like great yeah great casting obviously it's not quite as ish because there's there's not as much inter interaction between the characters, but um, you do get the the uh, oh, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Alison Janney, uh, Brad Garrett as Bloat is great.
0: God, is he filthy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff Jeffrey Rush as Nigel the Pelican.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that, that's like such a good example of just like amazing casting. For, uh, because he just fits in so well.
0: Oh, Stephen Root is in there.
1: Yeah. Like so few of these people are, are people you recognize, but in such a good way. Um. Rachel?
2: Yeah, I was sort of between. I mean, I agree, Toys. I think ultimately I picked Toy Story 3. Um, there's this weird pruning that goes on before Toy Story Three when, yeah. like, he says, like, and we've lost some good toys, and one is Bo Peep, and I'm totally fine with that. Wild I, though, I'm not. They here just for say, Bo like, Peep. what
1: what happened to but them? One though?
2: is Weezy, and I love Wheezy. Wheezy. I the know. I cannot deal with how cute Wheezy is. Honestly, a nominee for cutest character in my opinion, and it really chaps my chaps. That 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 they just get rid of Weezy.
1: Just he only get he only has one movie, right?
2: Yeah, he only has one movie, and it's such a bummer because he's such a cute little character. Um, but yeah, it has to be Toy Story Three because the um, it is like such a testament to their ability to just keep adding and adding and adding, and like nothing. Nothing bad happens. Um, I also, like Andy, wanted to say like that the that the Barbie Ken stuff is so great. Um, all of Bonnie's toys. Also, Bonnie is such a cute um, character and mm. such a is so sweetly voice acted, and is such a brilliant setup for Toy Story Four because like the second you know like oh it's about Bonnie, you're like great. I mean, she was cute. Um, and the, and largely, and we can get into this now, maybe now is the best time to talk about this, that like Toy Story 3 just feels like the revised, no, you don't want to talk about it I thought
0: you were going down a different, I thought you were going down a different path.
2: Toy Story 3 feels like the revised- Not the one I
0: chose for you.
2: Toy Story 2. It feels like what Toy Story 2 wanted to be. Um, because there's so many similarities between these two movies. Like the prospector and then the the Lots prospector Lotso character are basically like the same type of villain. They have a very similar turn. I mean they're both breakout um, movies. Yes, they're both breakout movies. They're both like Woody gets separated and has to like everyone else works together to get him back. Movies and especially how having- is
1: Basically, Jesse and the Prospector's characters merged into one. Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly. So it's, like, still dealing with, like, it still, like, has, like, the theme of, like, dealing with the trauma of abandonment, which I always thought was, like, a little, I don't know. I am not here for any Joan Cusack smearing, but I always thought that there is, like, something that was just a little bit hard to just get on the boat with, with, like, her performance in Toy Story 2 um I'll just I don't know I think it's I think she's overacting like a little bit um and so so I i actually like that like anyway um and
1: I mean Joe
0: is always overacting a little bit
2: I know but I just don't really I don't like it in that format and i uh, i
0: love you joan cusack and you're welcome on best thing i ever saw (laughs) and yeah don't listen to her she can she can be you can replace rachel at any point also welcome to the bteu also editing wizard sam uh bill hader is in super bad and monsters university welcome to the bteu yay yay
2: um and then also, like, once we watched the Pixar documentary, essentially just, like, a propaganda machine for Disney, but um, but it, do, it is very clear, like, they wrote Toy Story 2 very quickly um, and, like, sort of pulled it out of their butts, and it does feel like Toy Story 3 is, like, the more, once you learn that, you're like, oh, it's so, like, Toy Story 3 is, like, the more thought-through version. Cool
1: and the more grown up version also just like the kind of emotional resonance of the trash incinerator scene is so much more than anything in any other toy story movie period basically like they tr- they think that that's what they're getting in the song but like there's no way you there's the 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 consequences of like the plain thing is that the the um baggage thing is not that great. is not nowhere near as good as the scene as as the going through the trash compactor and that last scene where they're holding hands is. It's intense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, too much. He <laughs> thinks it's too much, and I, I kind think of agree. perfect amount. I think. I love for, the
1: claw. I, uh,
2: for a kids' movie to have both a collective acceptance of death. And pretty intense Holocaust imagery. It's a lot.
0: Yeah, I just don't need both. Well, I don't need either of them, but I'm just not, despite that movie's nearly other infinite merits, I just don't need very overt references to both American slavery and the Holocaust in my (laughs) Toy Story movie. I don't think of that as a Holocaust reference. Oh my gosh! I. It's I mean, it, it's subjective for sure, but I, I, I can't not immediately think about it. I mean, as someone who teaches it every year for the last eight years, it's also I mean, it's harder for me to. To ignore I mean, there, it, there is the shit. kind of
1: weird, the whole underlying admission of Toy Story is that the toys live to to like make someone else happy. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Once you think about that, it gets a little weird.
2: Well, yeah, it's why you never meet a non messed up, why the only non messed up toys are the ones who have each other, who, who are able to find meeting in their own community and not in that purpose. It's like, why? That's why my buzz argument stands that Woody's always wrong. You cannot live with your single objective being loved by a kid. You have to build like the only way to not fuck yourselves up is to like build your own community.
0: I've had Spanish, you got a friend in me in my head for like the last 45. <laughs> I think minutes. it's the
1: Gypsy Kings, I think is the name. Which of is also band. why
2: you've got a friend in me is not about Andy and his toys. It's about the toys together.
1: Sure. That's you gotta be more actual. specific. Next category. What the fuck?
0: I have a couple. Oh shit, are we there already?
1: I have one big one. I feel like I'm in the garage.
2: Is it a whole movie, Sam? You can't have it be a whole it's movie. It's not a whole
1: movie. It's really just one character. It's one half of a movie. It's the second half of Up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's second on my list
1: <laughs> it's really the what's his name M- M- Munts months character
0: yeah christopher Plummer
1: and the dogs i it, it goes from being whimsical to just odd like the yeah. balloons in the house thing it's like very pixar shorty which is basically what the movie is yeah it's a pixar yeah, yeah. short yeah um that they added this. And I like the bird. I Kevin. Kind of, but also, but also kind of a weird randomness to that. Cause it's. I but don't it know.
0: Foiled, I mean, it foils. It, it echoes his relationship with his wife and he needs to see that separate from himself. So I like, I like that. I like Kevin and I like Russell's relationship the three, with Kevin uh, Russell, Kevin
1: sweet. and the old man. I mean that, that trio yeah. is a great, like, Buddy. And the dog. Uh, Oh, and the dog. See, that's
0: what I because I think you can totally just cut out the Christopher Plummer stuff from the movie, and it's as good, if not better. But then you lose Doug, and Doug is so yeah. good. Oh, I love Doug good. so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's a weird.
0: Uh, that uh, first
1: yeah. part of the movie is so well done, and it it, it floats. It like it doesn't get dragged. Out of proportion completely by the last part of the movie but they're just not equal
2: well because the movie is about nostalgia right and it's about like missing things and it's a clean movie if it's about like he loves Ellie he's holding on to her too much and he realizes that he needs to let her go why are you adding this level of like canceling nostalgia you know what I mean? This idea of like, well, some of your some of the things you remember and love from a time gone by also are awful. Yeah. And like, need to go.
1: And also, a lot is
2: with the, 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 the threat of canceling through like cancel sort of Ooh, culture? Oof. I mean, once you go to Incredibles, ma. Is fascinating. Yeah. All Pixar movies are about cancel culture, and I'm into it. Even though I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't subscribe to the way that people talk about cancel culture in like a toxic way so just take the word out of it but like the idea of like revisiting things that you once bought into and realizing that they suck um
0: yeah i don't or correct me if i'm sequencing it wrong but don't they already establish in the movie that he's a piece of shit the christopher Plummer character because he was forging he forged the this the skeleton
2: but I thought that they yeah. sort of wanted well, to redeem they kind him. Of,
1: they were saying he that it was the scientists. Oh, well, obviously the, chi- the child the made it evil seem scientists. like the evil scientists. evil de- like disproved him, and that it was not worth worthy. He was not worthy of being exiled, basically, or self-exiled. But that whole that whole part kind of felt like a Adventures of Tintin kind of. Yeah. plop down anyway and i, yeah, I like that's my what the fuck
0: i guess i i'm kind of having it both ways we'll we'll eventually talk about i'm sure the the torrid love affair that the studio has with very white mid-century iconography but i do like how i I do like the imagery and up of of like sort of like the saturday morning like 1940s serial it's like very like adventure like exotic adventure like arthur conan arthur conan doyle um yeah so i guess i'm a hypocrite but we'll 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 talk more about that stuff later i'm sure
2: yeah it's
1: the earliest in any of these movies you cry every time though
2: I, it's like lost its effect on me at this point.
1: Mm-mm. I am not jaded. <sighs> the hospital scene, man. Because
2: I guess like the thing that I think isn't very effective is that you see the end coming the whole time. Like the realization where it's like, no, she felt like she lived a happy life. Like, duh, she did. You saw that from the beginning. Like, there is no, like, this idea of, like, avenging her and taking her to this place that she always wanted to go. Like, Ellie clearly.
1: What's about him realizing that? He's a stubborn old fuck.
2: I guess. Anyway, my what the That's fuck. It's a lot moment. of hair. <laughs> it's a lot of hair my what i have i have like three what the fuck moments one is very small but i think it's pretty problematic it's the overrepresentation of samuel l jackson in all of the ads for incredibles versus the underrepresentation of samuel L. jackson in the actual uh-huh. movie of incredibles and there's like just a minstrelsy vibe to that that i'm not okay with like we're here for you to like have like a couple of good jokes that are also feel very um racially charged for like white people to like laugh at a character characterization of like a black man yelling at his wife like a black man
1: and wife yeah
2: yeah exactly like a literal faceless black wife like nagging her husband um and then he's never in the movie like ever he's just there for this extremely stereotypical crack essentially um and then never again uh despite having really like cool and interesting powers like and he's very useful in the fight scene but there's just the use of the character frozone especially when you compare it to the marketing cool and almost
1: best defined powers too
2: true um. Yeah. Oh, yeah Can yeah, we just yeah. talk about probably in society that whatever character has super strength is probably going to be the lamest one. Yeah. Super strength is the lamest power. It is always just represented by a white man, who is just strong. There's never. Anyway. Um. So I think Except for that that's... Hancock.
0: Or Luke have... Cage.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. I guess Luke Cage might. is
0: also
1: bulletproof, which is important.
2: Um. So that was a major WTF moment for me in that movie. And the other one is the, in my opinion, the over-reliance on chase scenes in the first half of the Pixar movies, it's particularly in Ratatouille. There are too many chases and like too many sort of like high octane. um, Yeah. Just chase scenes. Like, the bad guy in Ratatouille should not have to come back and, like, chase the rat around. Um, it's too much. It slows the movie down a lot, ironically. Uh, it feels like a note of, like, kids aren't going to like this movie enough. Make it more kiddy. So they add a chase scene. I would say this is also true in Monsters Inc. I think that there's one or three too many chase scenes in Monsters Inc., which is why Monsters University is better than Monsters Inc. Um, And Sam just rolls his eyes. And it's also true in Toy Story 2. Over reliance on chase scenes and the Frozen character. Those are my two.
0: Yeah, for this, I just put so much of ratatouille i just can't give myself over to it it's just so weird mostly the hair stuff and because i only watch it um or like like the hair stuff like the pulling of the hair stuff like like that's the premise of it like he he's basically a puppet because he can yank this guy's hair what the fuck (laughs) literally what the fuck (laughs) Um, because I only watch it, like, every five years, I always forget about The Kiss, which is just so messed up. Oh, yeah. Dumb.
2: It's really not great.
0: Um, I mean, not to mention that 15 years later, I mean, Disney again... I mean, Disney takes all that grief, rightfully so, for a movie like Aladdin, and then 15 years later, again, has... um. A movie based on non-American characters, and yet somehow the evil French man is like very dark skinned and very just like unfortunate looking. And somehow yeah. the the Italian French hero and played by Bilbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But for the some reason Bilbo. the Italian, the uh the Italian French good guy for some reason looks like howdy fucking duty. <laughs> Yeah. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> yeah.
0: Red-haired yes. Italian.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, mostly of mo- the, so. the hair. Yeah. Uh, Anton Ego,
0: Peter O'Toole. He missed just, the BTEU by one by that. He's one much. he's 1 degree separated from uh, yeah. BTEU, or 2 degrees, I guess. Well, that's another I
2: that's my big what the fuck about that movie is that the combination of sort of like stretching your imagination fantasy and realism they clash in these very weird ways like the last line of the movie is like well of course we had the let the go the yeah, restaurant like of course the restaurant closed down it's like what do you mean of course this rat <laughs> is controlling <laughs> this dude by pulling his hair like there's no sort of the idea that they're sort of of, of coursing realism um it's very strange to me yeah. I don't like that movie very much. The one thing I do like about that movie is how like the rat sort of like collectivism is ends up being a a good thing in the end. And you can and they are able to to like apply their their skills in other ways. I like that element of it.
0: I also, I mean, maybe this is a stretch, but I feel like there are no other or few other places um, where like a, a a group could have been this entrenched in like white, male, whatever, anything goes-ism that by 2007, they're like, all right, what do you got next? And someone's like, uh... So it's a rat who likes food (laughs) because he's got a really strong palate and he can be a master chef because he, 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 realizes he can pull the hair of some guy and control him. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. All right, let's do it. Oscar nominations. Best picture. Like, I feel like, I like you, how it. do you just, like, not just get laughed out of the room anywhere Yeah, else? like,
2: like, worlds that do not need to be celebrated is, like, the French brigade system. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, things we don't need to, like, tell kids to, like, idolize is, like, this tyrannical, fascistic, misogynistic, racist uh, restaurant culture. Let's have them idolize the sea. Let's do
0: that. Let's get more of that.
1: Okay. Um, and just
0: one last thing too. And it's like, it's <laughs> 2007. Like, so the dumb one is like fat. <laughs> <laughs> like with his brother. Like, of like yeah. yeah. So like the dumb one, like he's got to be fat. He's got to look a little goofy. Ugh. It's, I don't like it. Moving on. Score. (laughs) This is a tough one. Um, For this, I have Terry Benedict's vault. (laughs) (laughs) Those are Terry Benedict casinos.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm a sucker for this type of music. So I love, I enjoy the score for Brave.
0: Oh wow, that's very brave um, of you. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I think it's it's really a, just a soft spot for me. Um, I really love the jazz in Monsters. I think oh, I think yeah. like oh, the song, gosh. like everything from the get go, from the fucking get go. That song, yeah. I kind of wish they incorporated that that. that original title sequence animation a little more into the movie I love that Mm. Um, and uh, yeah I think like I don't want to be just going over and stealing everyone else's but the application of a kind of classical Pixar themes with kind of synth and things to make Wally, I think is also very well done. Uh, it certainly evokes kind of those same Pixar themes, but in a very new format, I guess. Um, in terms of the song, like just the notes that make me like most emotional, the notes that play as Finding Nemo title appears in the water, that mm. theme yeah, yeah. is absolutely amazing. Like, it's very
0: effective. Yeah, it's very good. Um, you tread perfectly because I have Wally, but only because to have Wally means um, it includes the Louis Armstrong, Le'Veon Rose.
2: It's so good.
0: There you go. And perfectly placed. Yeah.
1: Do, does do the all the songs in Coco count as score? Sure. I love those. There's are so. Their songs yeah. That yeah. are so good.
0: Yeah. Like the very the one at the end that he's playing at the end. I I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. Uh, remember
1: me.
2: No, the
0: like, He's like at the very very end.
1: Oh yeah, that one like
2: at like the party
1: when the great showing his
0: sister.
1: Yeah, when the great great -great grandmother starts singing, like first the 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 part where she's singing at the bottom of the alley, and she just starts singing to show that she actually does like music, and then the scene where she's singing and like
0: avoiding people on stage, so good, so good, oh yeah, so good. Uh, I get the ten I mean, like music the... competitions in that movie mixed up. <laughs> there's there's many... one. There are well, so at least three. There there's, are at least three. No,
2: there's two. How Because the there's the one what? he
0: tries to sneak into in the in yeah. the first act. Yeah. And then what? The one when he does poco Loco and then the one at the end. I guess the one at the end is not a competition, but like a.
1: He doesn't sneak into anything. What do you mean he sneaks? sneaks he yeah, sneaks out.
0: In the first yes, act, he speaks. But it doesn't
1: actually out. exist. It doesn't happen. We're watching different movies, man. I think the only one is "Poco Loco," which is a great song. I, I think that if they if those count, if those songs count, then it's it's Coco for me.
2: No, but then they have the, that goes in the best song.
1: Best single song, but I don't know. I I can't. I wouldn't choose. I don't know what any of those I choose. I don't know. I don't know if my best favorite song, but I love all of the songs in Coco. And when the grandmother sings Remember Me at the end. Okay. Well, if we're, if I can't choose that, I asked if they counted and you said they did. Well, yeah. uh, well
2: Andy said that and I wasn't sure.
0: Go for it.
1: Yeah, it's just cocoa.
2: I agree with Andy that it's Wally. I think that the the the, the 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 I don't know how to say it, but like the the chase it like all of the sort of it's just it's very effective scoring. And because so much of the movie is just score.
0: Yeah.
2: You have to give it to it. Like because obviously there's like the beginning of it is like silent. Um, I guess that also includes the Hello Dolly thing. Um, I love the fact that, like, there is no world in which you think of that movie and you don't think of Barbra Streisand, but that movie functions so perfectly. (laughs) There's no Barbra Streisand. (laughs) Like, it's so weird that like they just cut her out it's like she didn't get it's like she didn't get permission to be in wally or something like that which i feel like is i would not put past her like they'd be like um there's this movie they want to use clips of hello dolly and she's like no go i will not be in it (laughs) but um anyway uh yeah i think that it's uh yeah
0: I was a little hard on it when we rewatched it for this, but, um, I think the up one's really good too.
2: Yeah, I agree. very, very
0: good. Um, that was the only one to win an Oscar for it. So up one original score Wally was nominated for score. as was a Bugs Life. But Bugs Life is actually, the Bugs Life one's not bad. You know, it's very, it's very Fightable Goes West. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it,
1: it, listening to the score was, when watching it most recently, was when I really realized that this was a pure Western and seventh Samurai Slash, um, Magnificent Seven. Um, Songs. Best song.
2: I have two answers. Sure. The first one's kind of a joke one, but kind of not really. It's the Woody's Roundup song from Toy Story oh, 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> Woody's Roundup. He's the very <laughs> best. He's the witness to
0: this.
1: You just like, because you get to dance along to it like that. Just, just shoulder <laughs> dance.
0: You just like the opening to Trash, Joan Cusack.
1: No, 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 no,
2: no. There's also parts of that song that are just so charmingly, like, phoned in. Like, it's like, there's Bullseye, he's Woody's horse. That's all they say. it makes me laugh but it's also very 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 catchy um so yeah okay uh but it's you got a friend in me and i know that that's like the basic answer but it like started the idea that like pixar movie songs matter it's 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 like the height of sort of like the Randy Newman-ness of it, Um, which I think is important. It's just such a sweet song, and it's so cool that it's like, you know, like hopefully not anytime soon, but when Randy Newman, who is like very iconic, is no longer with us again, hopefully not anytime soon like that's gonna be the song that plays and that's really beautiful and it's a song that like sticks with kids very well Um, I've seen it like it's it just feels like it's like something that was probably sung at like every like third grade choir concert in America for like 10 years Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thought of that makes me want to cry and the, I don't even know if it's a verse or the chorus, but the the, the other folks might be a little, or like the a verse or the bridge, the other folks might be a little bit stronger. It's than I am being bigger and stronger too, baby. Anyway, it's so good. It's a great song. It's, it's like the original. How can you say not that song? Cut to Sam and Andy saying not that song. <sighs> but it's really, really it's really the Woody's roundup song though,
1: guys.
0: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, Andy? Um, I've got... <laughs> um, a, a song that for years I couldn't remember if it was from Monsters, Inc. or Toy Story 2. And that's... Um, I wouldn't have... Nothing if I didn't have you? What's it called? If I didn't have you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it might as well be in a Toy Story movie. But I like that one. It's very uh, catchy, singable. I like the sort of like spoken wordy, like slacker John Goodman delivery of it at the end during the uh, monsters in credits.
2: Sure. Yeah, when they sing it together, is really good.
1: I'm going to remember me. Yeah. I don't it's necessarily think one. it's my favorite song. But I love how it's used in the movie. Yeah, how it's it's kind of treated as a love song, but it's actually him singing about his daughter, and Mm -hmm. is like memory. It's like about the movie is about memory. Um, It's sung so many times. It's kind of got a similar thing to that thing you do. Yeah, where it has to do a lot because you have to listen to it four or five times mm-hmm. and not get tired of it. Um, and
2: there's even jokes about that, like there's the joke about like all the people at the singing contest they, singing. Remember yeah, Me? they
1: all sing, and which is yeah, and which probably is true because if he had sung it there, it would have been too much. Yeah, but I mean, then the last time you get it is him singing with his great grandmother, and I. Full on cried, and this is maybe the fourth time I've seen it. I was Dylan walked in right after that, and he was like, What's wrong? (laughs)
0: Because
1: there were tears rolling
0: down my face. Um, and you said I just died in Call of Duty, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, so yeah, I
1: have to go with Remember Me.
2: Yeah, and it has a cool ability to be very up and like poppy and also very like ballady at the same that's I like how they like put it in all different sort of clothes.
1: Yeah. And Although it's obviously like song, linked to the theme of the, the movie. The song that his great like uh, his great 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 grandmother sings with Mr. De la Cruz, la Is so good, and she's amazing. That's like that. Like, I love that so much. And the and the duet that they do is also really good.